0: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children the heresies of radolf bandwine coming january 2nd wherever podcasts are available hey guys
1: welcome back to awkward sex in the city um we have done it we have done another week we are in the week that at least in New York press keeps saying it's going to be a rough one and I don't know about you guys but there's definitely this uh there's this like cloud of melancholy uh, in my apartment and I'm assuming in a lot of other apartments and when I talked to my therapist <laughs> she was also um in that same type of a uh, headspace I guess um I don't know if you guys have therapists, but it's weird when like your therapist is also depressed and like trying to work stuff out. Um, Not that I'm necessarily depressed, it's more like we're all just like, what the fuck is life now? But I hope this gets to be a nice little reprieve. I think I'm using that word right from the 24 7 news cycle. I highly recommend not doing the news cycle. I found myself yesterday literally on my phone the whole fucking time. And then if it wasn't on my phone, I was on my computer just refreshing all the, the new sites. And it's not good for us. So I hope this helps. I have a guest today. I have my, one of my best friends, Bobby Hankinson. We live, we are a three-minute walk away from each other in New York City. And we have not seen each other in about a month, uh, physically seen each other in about a month. So that sucks. Um, we do talk a lot about coronavirus and how we're coping and stuff like that. But we do talk a little bit about like sex and masturbation um and i also want to thank everyone that has has reached out to me and sent me emails if i haven't responded yet back yet i am soon um it's been really cool it's been cool to see how many people like uh me um so there will be more solo episodes as well uh because it's cool it's cool to see that you guys care um yeah let's just go right into the episode guys I'm trying to think how to get this away from the grim coronavirus situation. Um, no pressure,
2: babe. <laughs> not, not whatsoever. It's all
1: what's What's been crazy is I've been getting a lot of, like, interaction with people listening to the podcast with my solo episodes, which has been, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, and, like, one lady left – I'm assuming it's a lady – left a, like, literal um, review and was like, hey, I'm okay in M- Minnesota. Cause like I ask, like, are you guys okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't respond to her. Cause like you can't respond to um um to reviews. But don't know where I was going with that. Are you having more sex? Are you having more sex now that everyone's You know what? I think
2: a little bit. Um, I definitely am horny all the time. I am horny all the time i feel like my prostate is like the bottom of a one of those play school rocking horses like just like round and big and broad and i'm just rocking back and forth on my couch all day sitting on a secret and like i am so horny i have burned through entire collections of pornography like my entire doomsday stockpile of porn is gone (laughs) (laughs) like i have watched it all i have worked through all of my like Pornhub HD free trial. I've worked through all of my OnlyFans, all of my Just for fans, all of the X-rated Twitter, all of the close friends lists on Instagram. Like it is just drying up. Like the like nature documentaries where they're like the water, the one watering hole shrunk down to nothing and all the animals are forced to fight. <laughs> That's what I feel like we're, I'm getting when it comes to pornography.
1: I am definitely horny all the time now. We're definitely having like more sex because there's just more time. But speaking of porn, I've definitely noticed I have way more time to look for new porn. Normally, I would just go to the same like go-tos because I was like, all right, I got to be quick. I got to be efficient. But now it's like, let me let me peruse let me see what's uh what's out there um do you pay for your porn
2: um i pay i pay for a lot of OnlyFans, which is like the amateur sort of like anybody can set it up pay x amount a month um and i have like one or two maybe of those that like i pay for that like i am that like i get my money's worth every month Mm mm-hmm and then there's like a rotating there. Then there's like probably like three others. That is like one I'm trying for the month that I probably won't stick with. Like a hot person I saw on Instagram clicked it. So sort of tried it out for the month and I'm not going to keep going. So I pay a little bit. I would say probably 30 bucks a month. Times.
1: Well, I love that though. Cause I still don't pay for porn and I know that I should be.
2: I, I don't really even do it out of ethics though. I mean, that is like a whole like pay your performance. Right? I'm part of the NYC storytelling Facebook group. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, I understand. Uh, But it's just, there is something about OnlyFans and that kind of thing is like, I see these people as like real people, Mm -hmm. you know? Like I see them like on Instagram, like hanging out with their nephew or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's something that kind of like almost makes it hotter to be like, and then, oh, you also get to see the sort of like Dr. Jekyll and the Mr. Hyde. You get to see sort of like the streets and the (laughs) sheets version of someone. And like, I don't know, it makes it like a little hotter so uh, uh yeah I-, I think i I've enjoyed that new aspect of like contemporary pornography <laughs>
1: contemporary por-
2: pornography um thank you for coming to my TED. Talk. um
1: I've really wanted to buy new sex toys because like the vibe that I used slash me and Aaron used, I lost the uh I lost the charger for it, so I can't charge it. And so I've really wanted to buy, like, new a new vibrator. But, like, is that even ethical right now? Like, it can't, like, risk someone's life. Like, a a postal delivery person's, a UPS life. But then... I don't know. I, yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't. But I'm just, like, really... Um, I'm torn. I'm very torn. I have
2: recently... Like, I wasn't ordering anything for a little bit because I was, like, so scared of, like, anything coming into the house and whatever. But I've just recently started like reordering like normal stuff, uh, mm-hmm. like shopping like I would have shopped normally. And mm-hmm. I ended up ordering a bunch of like I order a rug for our apartment, uh, and I did uh, there was like a there's like a gay underwear brand, let's say, uh, <laughs> called Nasty Pig. And I love it. Uh, Nathan and I had been like, we always wanted they had these like kind of like sexy union suits. And so Nathan and I like always really wanted the union suits. They're really expensive. They're like 200 bucks or something, or 250, something crazy.
1: What um, is a union suit?
2: It's like old, you know, like old timey pajamas that uh, like thermals, like a full body, like jumpsuit of thermals that have like the little butt flaps.
1: Oh yeah. Like, like a onesie. Kind of like a onesie. Yeah.
2: But they're, you, they're kind of like thermal <laughs> underwear you would wear if you were like working in the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you were like a rugged kind of outdoor dad type. <laughs> They had a big sale. So we got some of those. And then I just got, like, kind of like artisanal poppers (laughs) on the internet (laughs) delivered. What
1: the fuck is an artisanal popper? Well, because usually you're, I
2: mean, like, all poppers are poison. They're all chemicals. They're all, Mm -hmm. it's all bad. Uh, And usually Mm -hmm. you're buying it and it's, like, labeled, like, VCR cleaner or, like, room deodorizer or whatever. Uh, But then there's, like, a few, you know, entrepreneurs out there that start, like, brewing their own homebrew uh and they can like add different scents and it's kind of like perfumey in a way with that but it's like taking it it's like their own like in-house blend
1: that doesn't sound safe that sounds like meth like they're brewing it in their own house i mean i
2: i wouldn't just like buy one at a farmer's market probably but (laughs) (laughs) this is like a brand that i've like been familiar with i let's say i've sampled their wares okay
1: if you could, um, for the class, could you do a TED talk real quick on poppers for, th- oh for the God. class, poppers for the listeners? Like, uh,
2: poppers, I and mean, this is not something I'm advocating for, and I'm not necessarily saying outside of the realm of satire and parody that I have ever personally done myself, but uh, for the sake of information uh, from what I've heard. Poppers are like diet ecstasy. (laughs) They're like, uh, they come, it's like a liquid, it's an inhalant. It's like a little chemical liquid that's like uh, sold as BCR cleaner, room deodorizer, leather cleaner, a few things. Uh, And basically you take this little vial, you unscrew the top, you huff it. And for probably two to five-ish minutes, you have like a really big head rush and you feel really warm and you feel really horny and it, also, like, allegedly relaxes your muscles. But when you tell straight people that they like panic, that it means like they all their poops are going <laughs> to fall out. Because when you like talk about butts with straight people, they're like, oh my God, that's where my poop is. And so, like, I that's not what we mean when you're when we say your butt's going to relax, all of your poop is not going to fall out. Uh, but it is basically sort of like expands your capillaries or fucking whatever. And so, you kind of just get like a head rush, like, kind of like doing a little bit of a whippet at doing like a little bit of ecstasy. you feel a little, like Oof, warm and fuzzy so yeah it's like a little recreational <laughs> uh there are downsides i mean like it's honestly it's real safe i mean it's honestly real safe you might go blind you might go blind that's um one of the risks uh but you know other than that though completely safe totally safe otherwise uh, unless you have a viagra then you will die instantly on this wait poppers. really <laughs> so yes so also poppers that is the one thing you everyone should know don't definitely uh don't ever, 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 ever mix with like Viagra or Cialis or anything. Why? Like that.
1: What hap- like what why does it interact so badly? It's
2: a it's a blood pressure thing. It's like an up and down thing. And so if you're taking I guess like those sorts of drugs have like a an like an upper effect, which would make sense. It's an upper. And then uh the other one has like such like a has like you have like a drop in blood pressure pressure really, which is why you get like the head rush. Uh-huh. Uh and so i think those two things are like not good together
1: so like what if
2: i mean in fact i know they're like do not
1: what if you're taking like blood pressure medicine
2: you also probably shouldn't do poppers okay okay it's definitely like a blood pressure thing again i'm not a doctor
1: <laughs> well
2: i'm i am also not i am not a doctor and i am not and i am not necessarily speaking on personal experience
1: I have never done that. The record show. I've never done them. I have been told I should do them repeatedly, but this explanation makes me want to do them even less. <laughs> <laughs> you could there are some downsides. You could go blind. Um
2: I know. I've seen you do a lot worse things. Like than what? <laughs> like what? Nothing I'm gonna put on air. I mean, it's fine, I don't babysit
1: anymore. I feel like I can be more open now that I'm not like a babysitter anymore. I like could be like, yeah, I smoke weed. well, well, this,
2: we'll leave some things to the listeners' imaginations. Okay. But I, I, I've I, seen the inside of the D.C. hotel with you. Let's just leave it at well, that. Well,
1: that was all oh, – oh, okay, okay. I was like, that's just – no, it's not. <laughs> See, I know better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got you. Well, because I was like – you say it's like Diet Ecstasy, but I did Molly once, and I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I did it at a Robin concert for the first time, which after the initial – oh my God, what is happening to my body? Like wore down. It was fun. But once it hit, I had to run into a bathroom and I hid in the bathroom for like 30 minutes. And I had to talk, I had to talk myself it's down. N-
2: it's not nearly that intense. Not nearly that okay. intense at all. Like you don't get it all like you could like take a phone call with your boss or whatever. You would just feel really good. Like you just, it's just, and it lasts like, m- it's minutes, it's minutes. It's like not, it's not a commitment. It's like not something that's going to ruin your night. Okay. It is, it's minutes. Oh, um,
1: well, that's good to know. It sounds.
2: So like that's, yeah. And it, and there's no like freak out. You don't like see anything. It's like nothing like that. I, I think like like the, like the, it, it'd be like less impact than THC.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm literally just thinking right now, like, hmm, will I try poppers? Um, speaking of butts. Yeah. I mean, like. What? Um yes. Hit me. in the last yes. episode uh that I did, I talked about how like I don't I don't actively clean my butt in the shower. Oh Natalie, I, I know on. Aaron's like you have to clean your butt. I mean like I, I clean the butt cheeks and like I'll like push like I'll like lean so that the water hits my my crack, but like I don't actively get in there.
2: Well, I mean I, I I'm not gonna take like a full like pipe cleaner and like really uh chimney sweep every time but i mean also though i have a bidet and i take like two to three showers every single Yeah, i know day.
1: like you clean so for sure
2: i i keep it spotless but uh yeah you should but but you also have a, per, a particularly active uh back end
1: yeah but see like i will wipe until like my butt is raw you know like that's you gotta get a tushy what are you doing probably love probably yourself. get a tushy man that's my it's
2: yeah, especially these days with toilet paper being as scarce as it is, the Tushy is just a lovely it's a lovely addition to our haul.
1: I also don't think I've um mastered a bidet well. Cause there there the was the one at the pleasure chest and that one I tried without sitting on it and just like hit oh, I hit no, like yeah. the like the tile wall and I was like, that's scary. Yeah. And then when we when we and Aaron and our friend Gon went to um South America last summer Oh, there was a bidet. There was in this Airbnb. There was a bidet in one roll of toilet paper for five days between three people. Um, it would end up in a fight for me and Erin um, later. But I tried the bidet. Like I tried it, and I was like, I just feel wet. Like I don't feel clean. I'm not doing it. Right. Like I know I'm not doing it right. Like it, all like people love bidets. People love tissues. Well, that's the thing with with.
2: Well, a bidet, that five the of toilet paper would last. Like, that's, like, because you really don't use that much toilet paper. But here's some real news you can use, listeners. If you find a bidet, the trick is to, if it's a dial, you got to turn it, I mean, like, so carefully. Like, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an inch at a time. Because if you're, like, looking in it or you're not ready for it, it goes from, like, 0 to 100 real quick. So you always gotta crank the dial really slowly.
1: That and that's what I did wrong at the pleasure chest. Is I Yeah
2: And it And also if you're if you're sitting on it and you're not prepared and you turn on full blast.
1: Is it warm water or cold water?
2: Um you can get ones that are that have warm, but ours is just cold. But it's never been like it, it hits so quickly, you know, it's like a, such a splash. It's not like that is not so bad. It's like a very focused, uh quick
1: Where's your dial set at?
2: Oh my god, it's like 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 not even if it was a clock and it was like the hour hand, but it'd be like a 1201. <laughs> you know, like maybe twelve oh two.
1: Do you watch You're the Worst? Have you ever watched that show?
2: No. I'm I haven't I've seen like bits and pieces. There
1: is an episode, uh I think it's like in the like the final season um where one of the main characters gets her own office and it has a bidet in it and she literally pulls like she puts the dial like on full blast and sits on it and to to masturbate like she just lets it full-on hit her clit it's really funny i've always wanted to do that but i also never had that much uh like i remember growing up people were like yeah i masturbate in like the in the bath that they would use like the um the water from the bath and i tried that i was like this just kind of like burning my my clit but i was also like 13 i didn't know what i was doing but i haven't tried again like i don't know if like water would make me come just like hitting it on my clit yeah
2: i i mean i know some some women are, are super into that i have some friends that have had some very fulfilling relationships with faucets <laughs> but i can't 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 help you there
1: no that's fair that's fair Hmm. What else do we want to talk about? No, it's just so weird. Like, so me and Bobby live, we are a three minute walk away from each other in New York City and have not seen you in about a month.
2: Yeah. It's, it's been, crazy. It's so, I mean, I really haven't really seen anybody. It's so weird. I was going through my phone the other day and I was like, is this my last picture outside?
1: And it oh was my like God. very
2: weird. It's like, is this my last time I did a thing? Like, I, I think it might be the last time I did a thing.
1: I wanna see now. Like what's my last picture outside? I'm just getting on my phone real quick.
2: Cause you're like me. I mean, a lot of people are going to the park and doing stuff like that. And I'm not. No. I'm not. Even like by myself doing anything. I'm really staying home unless I'm just like absolutely have to go to a store to get something and come right back. Um
1: My last my last picture outside is from Boston when we did the Boston show at the Rockwell. Those are my last pictures wow. outside. And that was in February. I have a picture of a dog's butt. Um, that is it. Yeah, so yeah, you and me are very similar where we're like, we're not going outside. I have to, yeah. I have to walk to the bank tomorrow because I can't fucking use um the mobile deposit. And I'm furious. I'm like, I don't want to walk outside. But yesterday made me so mad because I just watched like I watched everyone in my fucking building go out to go to the park like this one couple had a frisbee and i was like that is not social distancing that's not social distancing like yesterday 600 people died in new york city that is not social distancing like i get like people need to exercise but like i'm not gonna go out with aaron like that's not social distancing like he can go for his run i'll walk later but yeah i I did the full 14 days because um I've talked about it on the podcast. I have been outside since the last episode uh, to people that are listening. I went out. Friday was day 15, and so I went to go grocery shop shopping, which was truly, like, I can't do this. You can't social distance in the grocery store. Um, I almost, like, broke down in tears because I was just watching every worker with their one surgical mask, and I was like, I know these people aren't getting any extra pay. I know they're not getting any extra, like... um. Protection, like it's so infuriating. But um, and that was it. I did that. But like being outside, outside, like the walk was nice. But it, once going into like a building with other people, I was like, I do not, I do not like this.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I'm definitely anxious when I go out. When I do have to go out, even for like the short things, I need to go out for. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this being over one day maybe in 2021 <laughs>
1: well so what are you gonna do when they re like they lift the restrictions i don't know
2: i mean i, I i'm of two minds i mean obviously part of me is gonna want to like go out and then part of me is gonna want to like never leave my house again so i'm not sure like what the how the dice are gonna land like on that when the day when it comes but i'm hoping to stay positive and i think i, I think i mean considering how much i just like uh physically like viscerally miss like friends and family and strangers and everything They're like i just don't think i think that would be a motivation enough to overcome any anxiety to leave.
1: yeah i was definitely when i hit day 14 like the day before i could like leave the house i was like am i gonna be agoraphobic and like not be able to leave when i can um so i was also very afraid of that too of like my anxiety and my ocd getting in the way i do think though when they lift um the shelter at home or whatever this is called the quarantine I think I'm going to make me and Aaron wait a day or two before we actually can leave to see like if hot spots pop up
2: I think a lot of people are going to do that I mean I, I just don't, I don't think there's going to I don't know I, don't, I I think I I think we really go either way people are going to like rush the streets or people are going to um like not feel safe yet for a little while until it's like proven that there's not going to be a backlash, and anyway, there's going to be a backlash regardless. It's there's no way it's going to be like go outside and go back to normal. It's going to be like go outside in groups of five, go outside in groups of ten, go outside in groups of twenty. Oops, never mind, go back inside. Oop, now go back to ten. Nope, now go back inside. And there's going to be like a lot of like, you know, hokey pokey shit for a while.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's happening in South Korea right now is they're doing more social distancing again because some hotspots popped up, even though they have a very good control of what's going on. Uh, compared to America. But that's,
2: you know, it's one part of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, getting us even outside in small groups forget about, like, graduations and sporting events and WrestleManias. You know what I mean? Like, forget about, like, big uh, groups like that. Like, that's, like, who knows when that stuff will be back. And that's just gone. It was such a huge part of our lives and it's gone. <laughs> no. And that's, I think schools are a good example of that. Because it's, like, you how are they what what's you can't hold the generation back but if it's not safe to do school and we don't have the system in place to like provide the education we need to provide to like every child then and like with the access they need to technology or whatever they need the access to then we're just going to forget this generation and be like oops sorry guys we'll we'll do better with the next one <laughs> like they'll be like a, you know cuz like older kids even can like do you know maybe if if they have access to technology like they may be able to keep up with some instructional, like, time mm-hmm. and, like, learning. But little kids, what are they going to do? It's just – it's crazy. And it's, like, you know, it's every single aspect. You can think about – there's not a single thing on earth, a, a realm of production, a, a different field that's, like, not affected.
1: Yeah. And they just, like –
2: Even us idiot comedians. We're recording a podcast now on Skype.
1: I know. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's, like, you're right. Like, how – like, your husband is a kindergartner, kindergarten teacher and, like, how – I can't even imagine. My husband's
2: not a kindergartner. So that'd be very weird. <laughs>
1: uh, Bobby's <laughs> husband is five years old. He's turning six in May. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> five and a half. No, and a okay. half. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Oh god. No, it's just you're right, I, I mean, I, my my brain just turns into like um, like pudding after a while after talking about it too much because it's just like there are too many things, and I think that's another thing that the South hasn't realized yet. Like I talked to my family on a Zoom call yesterday. And they were just kind of complaining that, like, everyone's hoarding all the food. And I was just like, yeah, because you guys are kind of on, like, a timeline. You you guys are three weeks behind us. And three weeks ago in New York City, that is what New York City was doing was everyone was hoarding everything. But it's, like, slowed down. So it's, like, weird to watch them be like, oh, but now what about X, Y, and Z? And it's like, yeah, that's what we've been talking about. Like, that's what we've been telling you guys to, like, be ready for. Um, like – we obviously we had like a shit ton of layoffs, but like now we're going to watch the layoffs come down in the South and then we're going to watch it in the Midwest and we're going to watch it in like um on the P- uh Pacific time area, the um West Coast. <laughs> I couldn't get that out. Um, and I don't think that's what people are like are ready for. It's like it's not just the virus that's scary as fuck because you don't know what's going to do to your body um, and you feel radioactive every time you leave your house and come back in. It's like it's the economic part that you're watching on the news. But until you start until it starts getting personal, like it's hard to explain to people, I feel like.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, I have same thing with my parents, you know, know, a lot of our friends are uh, performers and artists and they have side hustles and gigs like dog walking and restaurants and bars and nannying and all kinds of stuff. And those jobs disappeared immediately. Immediately. Nobody needed a nanny or dog walker because they weren't going to work anymore nobody needed any performers for any kind of reason because there was no bars. So they don't need bartenders. They don't need any waitresses. And so suddenly like a lot of our people and our lives were affected uh, very quickly by like the economic stuff. So I think we saw that on a larger scale than a lot of people did really mm-hmm. quickly, which was also really jarring.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if that's why it's almost been, because not that it's been easy to like acclimate to this new reality, but it's like, I definitely feel like I have acclimated to this new reality relatively quickly. And it was because it was just like, it was like a day. It was like one day, it's like everyone lost their jobs. All of a sudden, we're stuck side. All of a sudden, I'm an essential employee with no protection. All of a sudden, like all of these things happen at once. And it was just like, we have to deal with this right now. But speaking of nannies, I've heard actually that a lot of parents have been like, no, you're essential to me. You still have to come in. Wow. Yeah. Um, which that really pisses me off and just makes me so glad that I'm not a nanny anymore because that would be, like, a straw that broke the camel's back if just, like, you don't.
2: But I do wonder if for some people, though, I mean, like, not to make too many assumptions, but let's say, uh, if I think of, like, our friends who are nannies, uh, living in apartments with roommates and things like that, that maybe they're better off being, like, whisked away to some, like, bougie family that has a nanny kind of house. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. So maybe some of them kind of like eh, for some of them it might be it might be a little bit of a boon. But
1: I'm not talking like live in nanny. They'd be like commuting back and forth. Oh that's Yeah. Insane. That's what's fucking insane. Take care of your own kids. Um I've also wondered like, is it easier to quarantine alone? Is it easier to quarantine with roommates? Or is it worse? Like, what if your roommate gets coronavirus? Like, how do you handle that when you have shared spaces? Um uh, yeah, it's a lot of questions.
2: Well, I think it definitely makes people realize how dependent they are on one another. Because, like, also, like, you know, Nathan and I talk about all the time, like, I mean, like, the risk is there. Like, if he got it or I got it, we're going to get it. I mean, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> like, you sort of to be, like, stuck with each other.
1: Yeah, because you're supposed to, like, self-isolate, like, in one room. But Aaron's been the same way. He's been like, no, like, if you get it, I get it. Which is a big reason why I was like, I can't work at Trader Joe's anymore. Because I'm just risking both of our lives yeah. at that point. Like, I just can't. Um. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook be like, if I have quarantined for 14 days, and this person I want to have sex with quarantined for 14 days, can we go to each other's apartment and have sex? And I don't think they should. I think it's like no. you gotta you, you get, no. on, get on get Skype, man. That's I used to do that all. We actually talked about this on the last time you we were on the podcast. Um, my uh, my obsession with chat roulette. Uh, and I loved it, but you would just. You'd find someone that wanted to masturbate together, and then you would give each other your like info, and you'd Skype and like mutually masturbate. And you guys, it's fucking fun. Like, it's different.
2: And now there's Facetime, there's Zoom, there's house party. I do. I have heard tale (laughs) that there are some of like the Brooklyn sex parties are doing like Zoom party, like Zoom sex parties and stuff like that, where like it's like a bunch of people all on cam at once kind of thing. I haven't. I I truly have not logged in or seen it but i've heard that it's happening.
1: Interesting. I mean, i know cuz after this i'm like, well when am i going to go to a sex party cuz i'm going to be so nervous for the first like few months after we're given the the okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, i don't know. I don't know. I feel so sad for all my friends that have sex with a lot of strangers because that's gotta go on the back burner for a long time. And i understand that that's like super that's a lot to give up when that's like your main form of pleasure.
2: But we're all going to be giving up so much stuff when it when things go back, quote unquote. It's still going to be giving up. We're all going to be giving up. Like, I think we're all going to think twice before shaking someone's hand we just meet and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not touching anyone for a long time. For sure. I've seen a lot of like memes that are like, oh, man, Generation Z got like the worst like, you know, luck ever. And I was like, fuck you. No, millennials got the worst luck ever. Like, we've had to go through so much shit already.
2: I think everyone has a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody has a terrible. And even if it's not true, we have to believe that because we got into this mess because boomers have been stomping around saying they're the best since the dawn of time or whatever. So let's all just stop being like, we, we, everyone's got their pluses and minuses. Let's all just work together to save the fucking planet before it implodes.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to explain this to Aaron but I read like an Atlantic article about like explaining why like coronavirus is quote unquote man-made. Not like someone made it like in a Petri dish, but just by right, right, um, right, 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 right. overpopulation and how we've fucked every forest and stuff like that. It just makes things like this spread so much easier um, and why that, it, in a way, is like, man-made. Um, that's also been horrifying to hear. Uh, like People that I work with are like, yeah, this was made in a Petri dish. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I've um, learned a lot about people that I just didn't see coming or didn't want to know. Um it was like that. The last day that you and me saw each other was when we went to Art Cafe, and we were like walking to the bank and just hearing like literally everyone go that was going by was just like talking about coronavirus and their own like, uh, their view or their take on it. And it was just like this is too much. Like I need to be like in my own space. I can't anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm. Just, that's why. Like I, I definitely been like stepping back from news and social. Like I just want like funny and easy and. I don't need anybody's takes. And in fact, I, I honestly kind of feel like very few people even have takes. Maybe I've just edited down my my feed enough to this point.
1: No, I feel like everyone's.
2: Um, but speaking of my feed though, uh, but honestly, speaking of feed though, I, early this year, for my new, what well, part of like my New Year's resolution was to remove all my thirst trap Instagram accounts, like all the people I follow that were, that, made, that I would look at and feel like horny, but also look at and feel bad about uh-huh. myself. So I removed them all. But over the last few weeks, I have steadily re added. So no. Many more. <laughs> it's just been, yeah, but it's, uh, again, because I'm just horny all the time. So, like, anytime someone, and, like, and everyone's horny, so, like, everyone's home on their Insta story being, like, mm, close friends or whatever, and so there's just, like, a lot of flesh out there, and it's just, like, hard to resist. There
1: are a lot of, like.
2: So now my feed is all butts.
1: That is true. Even for, like, hetero accounts, there have been more, like, um more, more cleavage, more butts. Because, like, no one's wearing, who's wearing pants anymore who's who's the person wearing jeans like when I went to the grocery store I put on jeans because I was like I know I will not wear these again uh in this house like I know they'll be safe um I don't wear like half the time I'm not even wearing pants like I'm just in my underwear like who who is that person that's like I must get fully dressed
2: it does feel crazy to get dressed I only I I've been getting dressed a couple a little bit because I've been filming for um Velvet Variety, Mondays at 7 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook and available anytime (laughs) online on those same websites. Uh, But I've been getting dressed to film bits for that. And I put on, like, what I would wear to host a show normally. Mm -hmm. And it feels insane. It just feels – I'm like, what? Like, I'm in my house in a blazer and it's so fucking weird.
1: Oh, God. I know. I want to buy clothes, new clothes, so badly. But I guess, like, all these fucking stores are, like – Here's 70% off. Here's 80% off because they're just like, please buy anything. And it's like, one, I don't have money.
2: Exactly. Two,
1: where am I wearing these two? But three, it's cute and I want it. Um,
2: I know. That, I know. That's
1: been hard too. It's just like, I can't, I can't sell my money like that. Um, I've also like, I've been impressed by like people wearing makeup because I'm just afraid to touch my face. Like, I wash my hands before I touch my face. Yeah. I wash them after I touch my face. The idea of putting on makeup to me is just like. There's just so many open places where the the virus can shoot in. So many, so holes. many holes.
2: Yeah, I uh, I've been trying to like keep up with like at least like showering and changing my underwear every day, and I feel like that's a. Way.
1: <laughs> yes, we um, uh, Aaron went right before we started recording. Aaron went to the uh, the laundry mat to pick it up, but it's closed today, which it normally isn't. It's probably so they could have like a fucking break, um. Because when he said it was closed, I was like, "Oh my god, did I just lose all my underwear?" That's a, not a thong. Uh, I don't want to be wearing thongs everywhere because I have. I'm so freaked out by coronavirus being in poop, and I'm just like, "No, I can't." Um, but it's 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 open tomorrow. We're gonna get it tomorrow. But that's my big fear is like then all of a sudden the laundry mats are like, "Nope, we're out. We're out of this." Because like we don't have wash dryer in our apartment or our building. Like we would probably be like
2: got a hand wash thing honestly we'd
1: probably either like go to tim's to use theirs or we'd be like hey can you just like let us in and we'll go downstairs and like not and not like talk to you at all we'll just like wait in the laundry or the laundry room Ugh. so weird
2: yeah
1: huh i was hoping i wouldn't bring up coronavirus in this episode but i did a lot
2: in so fact, I would say almost, That's all, almost we all we talked
1: about. about. I got an email from someone because um, in the last episode I talked about getting, you know I've gotten Marissa twice, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, so the person emailing was like, I've gotten Marissa twice. And I was like, thank God. Everyone gets like so grossed out when I say I've gotten Marissa twice. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm gross, but like it just happens. Um I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought it was funny that they had also gotten it twice. Um, thank you for listening. They're a new listener. Um, I will email you back soon because uh, they told me their whole MRSA story. I and mean, they didn't say if I could put it on the air, so I'm not going to. Um, but it was like it was a journey. It's like actually worse than mine was. Um, and mine's I feel like mine's a trip. It's just like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else sex wise what's happened oh okay a thing that i do i think i already texted you this but a thing that i like to do now is um i like to masturbate while like obviously aaron's in the apartment and not tell him because it's like a new kink for me or it's just like will he catch me like i keep the door open he could walk in at any time he's probably he can hear me right now as i say this because he's in the living room and i'm like yelling into the mic right now um but it's been fun one time i almost got caught and then like i immediately came i was like this is amazing i also had a sex dream last night but the sex dream involved literal ghosts and so that was like i was like in the dream i was like i need to wake up like this is a lot why are there ghosts why am i a fucking ghost um i think it was like a threesome i think it was like me and a, a an older like an old ghost and then like a new ghost it was like a ghost from like world war ii or something it was really sad actually it was like Wow, your sex dreams are brilliant pieces? <laughs> it was like, it was one of those dreams that was, like, really intense. Um, and I don't I don't remember, like, why we had sex, but it was, like, a lot. But I just remember being like, I feel bad for these people. They just, like, lost their lives, like, in a war or something. Um, maybe that's why I had sex with them. But I think I was also, I wasn't me. Like, I wasn't Mimi. Me, me. I was, like, me in, like, the 1940s, which was a good look for me. I really liked it. Yeah, I could see that. I really, really want to give myself bangs, because it's like one type. Oh no! Have nope. you seen nope. me with bangs? Nope.
2: I know, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think legally I'm allowed to respond <laughs> to someone say I want to give myself bangs with anything other than like, please don't don't do <laughs> it don't do it it's a trap don't do it stop uh, no mm-mm. there's not like a single exception for the rule I just feel like once I hear those words if you see something say something I am. I am a uh, legally mandated. Reporter. What about
1: Megan? Megan looked good with bangs.
2: You should have cut that damn shit herself. Huh? She didn't cut oh, it herself. True.
1: I would be cutting it myself.
2: I'm not saying maybe don't try bangs. I might be able. I would entertain the argument, but I I will not stand for you should not give yourself bangs. No, that's not. <sighs> it's because I re- idea. you gave yourself mercy <laughs> twice. Don't give yourself bangs. It's just
1: like I. I wanna cut my hair, but I don't feel like I should cut like my actual length. Like I feel like that's playing with fire.
2: No, this is this this is the equivalent of like going in the refrigerator because you're bored. Yeah. Don't do it. You're cutting your hair because for a thing to do is a bad. Don't do it. See, I've been thinking about doing the quarantine buzz too, because guys have it a little easier. So Nathan, like, should we buzz our heads? Should we buzz our heads? And here's my here's my thought process. I think. Everyone who shaves their heads themselves right now in quarantine looks bad. (laughs) It looks lumpy, it's not even, they're missing spots. Sorry. Then when the quarantine ends, my hair, meanwhile, has is growing out crazy. And I'm basically like a try-on gown, a bridal boutique, where I just have it all cinched in the (laughs) back with a bunch of clips. And so from the front, everything is shaped just about right, but in the back, it's like all held together with like twine. So when as soon as this is over, I have my long ass hair run to the barber fresh to death. They got to wait for their lumpy ass shaved head to grow in. So I've got like a good week and a half. I want to say a good 10 day window where I might be able to get out in front of the competition.
1: (laughs) Well, will you call them immediately when the sanctions have been uh, lifted or are you going to wait those two days? How long?
2: Um, I think I'm going to get my hair cut right away. I might even try to get my barber to come cut my hair. Uh, like personally, okay. Like, so he does like house calls.
0: Okay,
1: okay. Um, how long
2: is? I mean, when this ha- not not during quarantine, of course. I'm saying like in the new in in the next. Yeah,
1: world. yeah. The, the the new world. The, I, it'll be Westworld. The new world will be Westworld. Yeah. Um, we're all take ourselves too seriously, and the robots just kill us all. Um, how long is your hair right now?
2: It's really long. I mean, it's not actually. I mean, it's going to get longer, but it's it's long. I can't take it off my, my head <laughs> over the hat. But it's my hair is definitely like long, and I have I have like very thick curly hair. So like, when it's long, like it just is like it looks oh my insane. God.
1: I know I've never seen you with long hair. Like I'm intrigued to see this. I want like actual proof. Yeah, and... you, you, yeah, you probably mm-hmm. haven't
2: because like, I keep. I mean, I get my hair cut every other week. I get my hair cut twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, at like my barbershop in Sunset Park that I love. So I. Keep it really short all the time because it's it's un it's un it's untamable long. I cut. But if you're only looking, if everyone in society is only looking at me from this angle, like dead on in my face on a front-facing camera, no one is seeing the back of my head except for Nathan. No one else is seeing the back of my. Yeah, head.
1: that's the silver lining of quarantine. It's like literally no one is. I don't have to worry about my hair being perfectly straightened yeah. in the back. Like no one's gonna see it. I cut my hair once a year. We need
2: like a peewee. We need like a Pee Wee Herman style like bib that looks like we're wearing clothes that we just like put on for web calls. You know what Someone I mean? Someone has
1: figured that out. Someone has okay. has to figure that out by now. Thank you again for listening. I hope this helped. Um, I do think chat roulette is gonna have it's gonna have its come up. It's, guys, uh, it's gonna become a very important. Um, sexual release for a lot of people and I'm actually going to go more into that in the next episode because uh, I think I'm going to do a solo episode and talk about my journey with Chat Chatroulette um, and heartbreak <laughs> It actually got me through a really bad breakup and I think it's what pushed me over the edge um, into uh, into being able to, to not be heartbroken anymore. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, the trees are blooming. That's really cool. I saw a really great great meme the other day. It was a very long outro. I saw a really great meme uh, literally yesterday, not the other day. And it was just like, um, the person was like, look, as someone who's done a lot of acid and has felt as if this will never end, I promise you, it always does. So we're one day closer to what our new normal will be um, and being able to go outside freely. But just remember right now, We're doing this not just for ourselves, but we're doing this for people that are immune immune compromised, who don't have the luxury of sheltering in place, and are now deemed essential workers. We're doing this for the grocery workers, we're doing this for the UPS drivers, the FedEx drivers, the postal workers, we're doing this for sanitation. We're doing this for everyone that doesn't get the privilege to be home. The less that we go out, we help everyone's chances. And so that kind of helps me when I'm sad that I can't go out. Like, we're doing this. It's not just for us. We're doing this for other people. Um, and I'll keep doing this podcast for you guys to help you guys throughout all of this. Um, I kind of am thinking about doing two a week. I don't know. Because it's like, what the fuck am I doing anyways? Um, and this doing this does, get to, does bring me a lot of joy. And it helps me. So maybe it's selfish for me to do two a week. Um, I'll see what my producer says. But... Um, i'll see you guys soon and again if you need to talk if you need any help if you want to say hey thanks for doing what you're doing um email me at awkward sex in the city at gmail.com uh, and i will see you guys very soon stay safe wash your fucking hands i love you